Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. War Eagle, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. I am Taylor Davis, joined as always by the man himself, Jason Campbell, J Cam, smooth. I, I'm losing track of all your nicknames. And the more guests we have on here, the more they're adding up, you know? And it seems like the older I get, I lose on some of my nicknames. So it's it's slimming down to just like two or three now. So uh, okay. I, I'm losing a little bit of, of the smooth C17. But uh, you know, some people are saying now instead of smooth C, big smooth. So, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's know, evolving. So, yeah, I mean, so that's evolving. life. So, you know, it's the 40 and older type stuff, you know. So <laughs> I'm just counting that middle stage right now of uh of my nicknames. But you know, voila, what's going on? Taylor has the full pink suit on today, representing for the I podcast, do. you know. Thank you for reminding me to tell our listeners, in case you're only listening as a podcast, we are once again doing a video element. We are on Believe's YouTube channel. If you care to check out said pink suit, we are also doing that because we have another interview lined up for you today, which we are so excited. This is a great time of year. We always talk about, you know, it's a little slower and there's not as much for us to, you know, be breaking down film wise or game or practice, though that is about to change. Um, but it is a good time for us to get to catch up with guys that are currently on the team, like we did in our last episode where running back Jarquez Hunter joined us. If you have not seen that one, make sure you go back and check it out. But this week, we are actually going to be catching up with a transfer player, a new addition to the Tigers roster. We've got linebacker Austin Keys, who is going to be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about this transitional period for him and honestly his decision why Auburn that's going to be one of my first uh, questions for him so we are excited to welcome him in and meet one of the new faces that the Auburn fan base will be welcoming into Jordan hair this fall so we've got a great episode for you and yes I am in bright pink because I am ready for spring and summer it is an homage to what is to come warm weather you know, and then football abounding because spring practice is about to begin. So we are going to catch up on a few random news and notes before we bring in Austin Keys. So hope everyone has had a fantastic week since, or a couple of weeks since we last spoke. But JKM is actually in Ole Auburn right now. He's down on the plains, going to be attending the big old basketball game tonight, right, Jay? Yeah, you know, this is a must-win game. I don't understand why these games are so late either. Uh, what time do they tip? 8 o'clock, eight? Central, which is 9 o'clock. That is crazy. Central. So most people go to bed at 10, 10.30. You know, not me. You know, I'm a I'm a night owl. But at the, same, <laughs> at the same time, though, like, 
this is a game that Auburn has to win, and they have to win it completely <clears throat> because right now they're trying to get the NCAA tournament to give them a reason to stay in and not eliminate Auburn out of the tournament come March Madness. So these next four games are very crucial. I think we really have to get two out of four, but to be safe, we need to get three out of four. And I would say the main two at home, Ole Miss and then Tennessee, and then see if we can steal the Kentucky game on Saturday in Lexington. So it's getting down to the nitty gritty. And for Auburn, March Madness is starting now because you are you are pretty much in playoff mode. And you know this game is going uh, it's going to be a, a fun game tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the team bounce back after a tough, tough Vanderbilt loss. If you didn't see that game on Saturday, man, that was a tough way to lose. Uh, you know, two seconds on the clock and. You know, in a, in a tough environment, a lot of Auburn people were there. I don't know if you saw Tiger Walt, but it was yeah, uh, I did. Auburn and Nashville, so you know, the <laughs> Nashville Auburn club, you know, that showed up and turned out and uh, had a great supporting cast. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Bruce Pearl said in the post game, another heartbreaking loss. There have been a few of those down the stretch for this team, and you get to the point where you just you bang your head against the wall a little bit and go, when are you going to get one of these, you know? And the players feel that way too. They, they're they very transparent about that. So clearly we're starting with basketball in this episode because why the frick not? I think that it's very timely considering where they are right now. And I think you acknowledged it, that these are must wins at this point. This team is essentially in tournament mentality if they want to make a postseason run. And look, it doesn't get any easier what they have ahead. Ole Miss tonight, like you said, you still have Kentucky, Alabama, Tennessee for senior night, which will be tough. And then you head in to the SEC tournament in Nashville. But Bruce Pearl said after, you know, the Vanderbilt loss, losing more from here could be irreparable. Like you get to a point where it's like, okay, it's, it's win or go home. Essentially a win over Missouri was sandwiched in there, but really since we've spoken losses again to Texas A&M, and then, of course, the one at Vanderbilt. What do you attribute that to, Jay? I mean, basketball is is a game of that nature, right, where it is just sometimes that's how it's going to go. But the fact that Auburn has had so many of those and, you know, you and I have talked about the officiating issues in the past and and some of, of that that has been prevalent in college basketball this season. That's not just us being victim mentality. That's been a storyline this season. But apart from that, what is lacking that is is preventing them from really putting some of those away? You know, we need a closure. You know, we don't really have a closer. Um, you know, Willow Green is a it's a really good basketball player and and everything, but you think about from his size, you know, how he gets worn down from a from a a long game. You know, he's not a big, huge guy. And you know, he's pushing the ball 90 feet up and down the court most nights, and you know, sometimes it's a man on him. And, you know, he's exalting a lot of energy and you you kind of need someone else when the game gets late. They still got their legs up underneath them. There's someone that can kind of say, hey, you know, everyone get out of the way. I can get us too." And, you know, we really just don't have that because we struggle from the outside shooting. Yes, Katie Johnson hit a big three pointer. To, we thought was going to send that into overtime. But, uh, you know, we end up having a defensive breakdown. Where we let the guy get to the paint and get to the board and, and make a layup off the backboard. So. You know, a lot of it is we're playing really good defense lately. And the the positive is we, we've been in control of all these games. You yeah. know, West Virginia, Tennessee, you know, even the Alabama oh. game at home. And, you know, and then this game against Vanderbilt on Saturday. So we're where we want to where we want to be when it get late in games. But you got to have that one guy that can say, hey, 
put it on his shoulders and, you know, and, and you know, you can get two points from him and, right. and he will draw a crowd. That's the other thing about a, a great basketball player. He draws a crowd, which he makes people come, people get open. So it's just like, mm -hmm. just like, you know, LeBron and Kobe's back in the day, Steph Curry, like they draw a crowd. And when that guy comes, you got to have those Clay Thompson style shooters. That's you got to so have her style shooters. You got to have those guys um, that can hit the shot when you need it most because they're drawing double teams. So mm. we just don't have that right now. And I think it's hurting us um, as we get ready to move forward. But hopefully, you know, we can close out some of these games coming down these next four because it's all about getting hot at the right time. Yeah. We've been close to getting hot, but we just haven't been able to turn it over just yet. And we got to cut, we got to cut down the cost of turnovers. Yeah. You know, like we go up on Vanderbilt the other day by three and we get a rebound. We're pushing for a fast break and we turn the ball over half court. And then they say, you know, they get two points, a layup. And now yeah. it's back to one point. So you just can't have those costly turnovers at the wrong time in ball games, especially within an, under that last five minutes to go in the game. Yeah, that's been brutal. I think you make a good point. You know, I feel like we've kind of talked about sometimes, you know, this team is dead set on being something that they aren't showing they can be in that particular game. And I think it's because they've kind of rotated who's going to have that big game. It's not the consistency of knowing, hey, Jabari's out there. You know what I mean? Like there's there are those guys where you just know that's their role. When, when your back is against the wall, that's when they step up and shine. And, you know, we've talked about KD and he'll have a good game. And then he kind of has a couple where you're like, hey, we need KD back going. Same thing with Wendell. He's got a good game. And then you've got one where he's like, well, it wasn't Wendell's best game. Like there is talent across the board, but who's that one consistent star? It feels like in today's college basketball, if you don't have that, you are going to have a lot of these heartbreaking losses. That's ultimately why West Virginia beat us because the Stevenson kid, nothing was coming out of his hands that was not, going in, you know? And so like when they were in a tough crunch, when we were really pushing down and, and closing the score gap, they got the ball to him and it came, they came away with the win. So I think without having that consistent shooter, that consistent star, you are kind of in that, okay, we got to try and, and pull a rabbit out of a hat here and make something happen. And we don't really know whose night it is because it changes every game that's why some of these are happening. So I think that's that's a good way to look at it. And I was hoping that we could use Brune more down on the inside. You yeah. know, he's gotten better this year. Uh, when the season first starts where he's at now, he's become a phenomenal player. He has. Uh, at the same time, I just think, you know, you, you just got to – it's an outside game. It used it to is. be an inside game back in the 90s and, you know, maybe some of the early 2000s. But now it is an outside game. And yeah. you got to have those shooters around the perimeter – that can set apart. That's why we went so far in 2019, you know, with, That's with, all with they did. because we shot the ball really well from the outside. If you look at last year's tournament, uh, how it went down to the wire with Kansas and North Carolina ended up being the final two teams. What happened? Both of those teams could shoot the ball from the outside, but they also had two bigs on the inside that could rebound really well right. and get them that extra opportunity. So that's going to be our thing here. We're going to have to get extra rebounds because we're not as good as a shooting team. We got to get up more shots. So we right. can't be limited when it comes to our shots. So we're going to have to get up to 65, 70 points a game just to be able to win a lot of these. Right. Well, it certainly will start tonight. Hopefully they can get it done against Ole Miss at home. Jay Cam will be in the house. So hopefully 
we can talk about a good result on the next episode. But it's actually a very busy weekend of sports on the Plains. So baseball season has officially begun this past weekend. They hosted their first series of the season, winning it 2-1 to one against Indiana. They also defeated North Alabama yesterday. Um, and now because of a schedule change, they were supposed to be going out to California this weekend, but now they are actually going to be hosting USC. So you weren't expecting to have baseball on the planes this weekend, but you got it now. USC will be coming to town Friday through Sunday. I also think the weather's going to be pretty nice. So if you're in and around the Auburn area, go check out some baseball. You can also check out some gymnastics because the gymnastics team will be hosting Georgia on Friday night in Neville Arena. They will begin at 630, and that is going to be a Navy meet. So if you are going, make sure you wear Navy. Um, the gymnastics team had a bit of an uncharacteristic meet this past weekend against Missouri. They lost 197.45 to 196.55, but look, still top five in the nation, and we are getting closer and closer to postseason in that as well. The SEC championship will be in Duluth, Georgia, so we'll see how all of that fares. That happens in March, but this week they will be hosting Georgia, so we will continue to support them, and baseball season begins, and on Monday, spring football begins. Oh, and the basketball chaos, so it is just lots of things happening in Auburn this week. What you got, Jay? Well, speaking on the football aspect of things, let's do it. Uh, talking with Coach Freeze today, him starting spring ball on February 28th wasn't his idea. So that was already preset before he got the job. So, By the other coaching staff? Uh, well, somehow through the SEC or however, huh. it wasn't his. It wasn't his way to want to start spring ball. He wanted to start it two weeks later than now. I'm he sure. You know, our strength staff, eight weeks of full training and, and different things to get these guys in shape and get stronger. So Dang. that wasn't by design. <laughs> so he said, you know, most coaches get 10 days off in February because of the dead period. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to get give his coaches that off because oh, man, the spring schedule got sprung on them so quickly and so, so early. So. You know, they're just willing to adapt and change. But, uh, you know, so that's what's going on. And so a day on Master Saturday was not Hugh Freeze's idea. Right, that was not Hugh Freeze's idea. So <laughs> also a day being on April the 8th, it's yep. almost spring ball to start February 28th. Right. Because that's as early as I can remember spring ball starting Auburn. It's always started like middle of March. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, so I just want people to know that that wasn't by design. So. <laughs> So that you know, but then softball, if you oh, haven't been paying attention, learn about Maddie Penta. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, she's a right-hand softball pitcher. She can throw it. She was first team all SEC in 2022. She was all freshman. She's one of the top three pitchers coming out of high school. She's from Maryland uh, as well. So, you know, make sure you check out Maddie Penta and the girls softball team as they their season has kicked off. That's awesome. This is always such a fun time at Auburn, even though we all love football as much as we do. But when this many sports are going on at once and you can kind of feel the weather is getting closer to getting warm and people are outside more like I just remember as a student 
once, you know, baseball and softball and basketball was still happening. Like there was just such activity and buzz around campus. I always loved it. Well, speaking of football, do want to discuss something that has been circulating lately, some potential rule changes being proposed for college football. And obviously this has been a conversation point in the past with the goal of shortening the length of college football games and trying to alleviate some of the dead time that exists in these games. So some of the rules being discussed are outlawing consecutive timeouts. So it would prevent one timeout from being called right after the other, which happens usually when teams are trying to ice kickers, not extending quarters. So a first or third quarter would not be extended for an untimed down. If the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, in that case, the down would be clocked in the next quarter running clock, which According to this rule, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside two minutes and a half. And another running clock rule, which has a lot of controversy, have the clock continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball has been spotted for play. Obviously, none of these have been fully implemented. They're just being discussed and talked about right now. Jay, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, a lot of those are NFL rules. Uh, When you talk about the back-to-back timeouts, when you talk about the clock, you know, not stopping until you get the two minutes left in the game. Yep. Kind of NFL is so interesting because a lot of games are won or lost in the last two minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trying to shorten the game of college football, if you think about the NFL, it's a three-hour game. You know, colleges sometimes goes three hours and 45 to four hours. So it's a long game. And because now it comes down to – you know, do the TV deals, how those are going to work out because yeah. they want to try to see how many games they can actually get within a day. Uh, I like most of the changes. I don't like the incomplete pass one where you throw an incomplete pass and then the clock. Yeah. Continues. Like that one I don't like because even in the NFL, there's an incomplete pass as clock stops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that puts a lot of pressure. It's going to cut most teams, you know, probably down eight to 10 plays if you really want to do an overall analogy it's not going to cut you know it's not a ton of plays that get cuts out of the game but it will be eight to ten um from a standpoint pointer that is you know your quarterback's really going to have to manage the clock really well um you know i think because they throw the ball a lot more in college football than they do in the nfl it causes the game to be a lot longer so there are more incomplete passes but you know because if you watch the super bowl super Bowl game game fell fast (laughs) you know it flew it was so fast yeah it felt so fast even with a long halftime it still felt fast so you know I I understand what they're trying to do I understand that so I just you know I hope that they don't do the incomplete pass one because that one would kind of throw a loop because my whole thing is keep football football too let's not oh man like let's let's keep this thing like you know, we start making all these rule changes every year. You don't be able to keep up with things. Yeah, seriously. We're changing so much at one time. It's crazy, but we'll see what actually comes of it, you know, but interesting to keep you guys in the loop. Before we get to our chat with Austin Keys, I will, I'm, I'm a, I'm a decent loser. I wouldn't say I'm a good loser, but I'm a decent loser. And My Super Bowl prediction was wrong, and I said on our last episode, whoever won, because Jay and I picked opposite teams, um, would get to come on here and and brag. And he is so kind and so good-hearted and hasn't rubbed it in my face. I can't say I would have done the same if roles were reversed, Um, but nonetheless, 
The Chiefs did defeat the Eagles in the Super Bowl 38-35. to Just an unbelievable game with such a want-want ending. I was just so disappointed. I mean, was it a hold? Yeah. Do you call it? I don't freaking know. I mean, uh-huh. that... It set up to be an ending for the ages. It was already a game for the ages, just like back and forth and so highly competitive. Like that's what the national championship should have been, not the TCU Georgia BS, you know, like these were two, the two best teams in the league. So it, it showcased that and it was so entertaining and engaging. And then you just watch that that's how it ends. It just felt like the worst ending to like the best meal. It's like the meal was top notch and then your dessert gave you food poisoning, you know? Yeah, yeah. two really good <laughs> quarterbacks playing really well this year. You know, Jalen had a really good year this year and then Mahomes has continued to do what Mahomes does. And the only reason I picked the Chiefs wasn't because of the players because I yeah. thought top to bottom Philly had the best players. I just felt like Andy Reid had more experience. True. Um, you know, the Super Bowl as a head coach. And, you know, I, I think Nick Sirianni has done a really good job with the Eagles. But at the same time, you know, I just feel like when it comes to the Super Bowl, there's so many distractions. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, I wasn't even concerned about Jalen because Jalen has played in national championships. He's played on the big stages. So sure. I said, okay, it wouldn't really bother him. But there's a lot of other guys on that team that there's a lot going on. And, Let's face it, you know, both teams came out and played extremely hard. I will say the football field was terrible. It was uh, so you know, bad. You know, you have to have guys to make it that far to play in a Super Bowl game, uh, the game of their life, and to play on that type of field. You know, the the, in, the NFL has to be held accountable. Because, yeah. You know, luckily no one was seriously injured, but there was a lot of slipping going on on major plays, and mm-hmm. it happened both teams so you know like both teams said hey it, it was for on both sides you know so win or lose but I, I say this though you were right was it a whole yes could have been given away yeah you could have kind of let it ride because it was within five yards and you know he hasn't just gotten his ride but it's easier for us to say because who knows that little tug of pull didn't keep him from creating separation where Mahomes could have hit, hit him for a touchdown or right. four so it's just all about how you look at it for the viewers. Yes. You want to see it not called because you're like, okay, a three point game and 90% sure that Philly would have gotten field goal range to take this thing to overtime. Sure. Uh, I really think that would have happened Me too. Uh, uh, because they haven't been stopped really all day either. And they play really, they had a great strategy, you know, they, they mm-hmm. all control, they hit the big plays and, uh, and everything, but Hey, you know, the game was a really great game. It was. Uh, the ending, like I said, nothing you can do about it. But at the end of the day, at least we got a chance to see a four-quarter football game. And exactly. Then see a blowout like we did in national championship because TCU kind of ended up in the playoffs because of people. Well, you can't have two SEC schools and two Big Ten teams. Like, okay. right, you know, so <laughs> this is what you want to get, you know? Exactly. Get so, hey. Nonetheless, before we get into Austin Keys, can we talk about halftime? Hey, did you brought you it up. You did it up. you love it? Because I I have watched it on YouTube eight million times since. I was kind of like in the middle. Oh, Frank. I, right. I was in the middle. I, okay. I was in the middle because, you know, I'm so used to Rihanna when she does a show. Like Rihanna's really like dancing and getting yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, she walked out there, and I was like, whoa. Yep. She's pregnant. She's wow. pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yes. They always say don't ever tell a woman she's pregnant or not pregnant. Oh, no, that was her announcement, like, oh, which okay. is also incredible. <laughs> like, you announce your pregnancy on the right. freaking halftime show at the Super Bowl. Like, iconic. But then when I saw that, I was like, oh, got it. You get it. I right. will say... It was pretty cool her being way up high and how they had everybody set up. But did you see all the coordination with all the dancers? Though? Yes. Do you know how much practice had to go into that aspect? That's what people don't realize. Yes. All the like, yes, the she's the centerpiece, she's the vocal, but mm-hmm. everyone that's around there was like on point. Yeah. No and one. So many. And it was a lot of them. It covered a whole football field. So Crazy. I thought, you know, I, I liked it. You know, saying a lot of people get mixed views. Of course, you can't please everybody. But right. from a woman being pregnant. Incredible. My thing is, I feel like, you know, we get so used to Super Bowl halftime being this big production. I mean, Lady Gaga jumped into the stadium from the roof. Katy Perry had like a huge robot tiger. Like we've gotten all of these like crazy production moments over the years. But there are some artists who have earned the right to just showcase their music. And Rihanna is one of those. All of those songs, back to back to back to back to back. We aren't just saying like, oh yeah, I remember that. No, that song had like everyone in a chokehold at the time that it came out, you know, every single one. And I went and looked up a list of like her biggest hits. There were like seven that I was like, I can't believe, Disturbia, she didn't even do Disturbia. And like, that's that song was huge. Like she has had more freaking hits than like so many mainstream artists right now that for me she's freaking earned it to just stand up there and remind you how many good songs she has she didn't need she's a solo artist she didn't need any collaboration and it is also tough because last year you come off la when snoop and dr dre and eminem everybody came out you know and then all of a sudden she came out this year and she hit it with her solo Mm -hmm. you know so uh you know, like I said, she has so many hits and some of them I forgot about. And That's what I'm saying. It was like bringing me up like, oh, wow, I remember that one. But, yeah, you know, so good. Like for someone that's get on the big stage like that and this is her first real show since having her last baby. Since like, 2017, she's been done with music for years. Right, so she Just, don't need it. She got a makeup line that makes a billion dollars a year. Her makeup line makes more than her music career, which is insane when you think about how many freaking bangers she's had. Like, just insane. I thought it was incredible. She is a queen, and to have done it all pregnant is incredible. Not just the performance. How many months have they been practicing that? And she was in her first trimester. Like, you got to think about, like, logistically what all she's been going through while in the beginning stages of her pregnancy. Like, just incredible. But anywho... We are going to bring in Austin Keys, again, transfer linebacker, a transfer from Ole Miss that the Tigers have gained this past offseason. So we're so excited to, well, I'll be meeting him for the first time and get to chat with him a little bit about his decision and his expectations for his career on the Plains. So we will get to that. And then we will be back next week. Spring practice will have officially begun and hopefully we'll have some input from that and get you going closer and closer to season. So until we talk again, War Eagle, enjoy Austin Keys. All right, people. Well, as promised, our esteemed guest joins us now. Like Jay and I mentioned, we have transfer linebacker Austin Keys here with us now, a transfer from Ole Miss, 
now on the planes and ready to uh, head into spring practice pretty quickly as an Auburn Tiger. So Austin, hopefully you're used to hearing War Eagle by now because we say it a lot. So War Eagle and uh, welcome to the podcast. We're we're so pumped to get to chat with you a little bit, but um, I guess let's kind of start big picture, man. I mean, have you settled in? You find a place to live? Like what have the past couple months been like? Uh, it's, it's really been hectic, uh, you know, just a quick <laughs> turnaround from Ole Miss. Uh, I had to come last, yeah. like, I was already behind a week of class. So, uh, coming, <laughs> in, <laughs> coming in late, uh, you know, it's kind of quick, like a quick adjustment. So, you know, I had to uh, adjust myself and adjust my little dog. Uh, <gasps> in. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw how you, how you threw that little dog in there, right? Yeah, I mean, I will, we'll circle back to that. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Austin, tell everybody where you're from and uh and everything, man. Tell uh, let her, let everybody know, you know, what background you come from. Oh man, I come from a little small town right out of Taylorsville, Mississippi. It's called Summerland, Mississippi. But if yeah. you want me, want me to claim Taylorsville, I will. It's Taylorsville, Mississippi. <laughs> Most of my life. I moved when I was 10 to Collins, Mississippi, and went to school at Seminary High School uh and finished there. And uh, I, I continued my football career at Ole Miss. And came here after my three seasons at Ole Miss. So Taylor, so. you heard what he said. Taylorsville, Summerland, you know, that's where I'm from. That's where you know, I know. You know we got something in the soil down. I was waiting on it. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we got the right man in the right place at the right oh, time. Oh, geez. So, here uh, we go. Something yeah. in the water down there, man. I, I mean, if, even we had Jarquez recently, also a Mississippi guy. So uh, there's something working for y'all. I don't know. Yeah. It's talking around locker room. We, we Mississippi uh, invading Auburn, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Well, look, man, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what that whole process is like, specifically for you, because I think everyone that enters the portal, you know, you're looking for different things, maybe different priorities factor in. But for you, you know, it, it is within the conference. Heck, it's within the division. So what were you kind of looking for and what ultimately made it seem like Auburn checked that box for you? Um, I needed, I just needed a fresh start, first off. Yeah. I, I did feel like I needed a fresh start. I was moving too fast around Ole Miss and Oxford. You know, I, I got bigger plans now, so I, I just needed a fresh start. You know, and I uh I heard a lot of good things about Freeze too. Yeah. I have that played under Freeze, you know, and uh when I first when I first met with Freeze and I I, I looked at my mom and I was like, Yeah, this is it. Wow. So uh it was it's really a blessing. So uh I'm just ready to get the work from. Yeah, talk about, you know, y'all got an early spring coming up, you know, next week y'all 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 step on the field and get things rolling. So talk about like what you've seen so far that you like about the coaching staff, what you like about Auburn, uh, and everything and how you feel like you're gonna fit in with Coach Audrey's in this defense. Uh the coaching staff is very is they're very on the fly. You know, they they want us to pick up stuff uh and and produce well on the field, you know, and I, I like that. You know, I it's it's very it's very encouraging to see like the coaches want to put in as much time as the players do. So, yeah. you know, I need around me, you know, it's something I look for. I'm ready, like I said, I was ready to get the work on. Um, well, you mentioned you you obviously were in Oxford, you had three seasons under your belt, and this past season kind of seems like a, a breakout season for you in a way. Looking at your numbers, you had a career high 39 tackles this past season. So, from an individual perspective, where do you think you are in your game right now? What kind of allowed you to kind of tap into that level last season? And ideally you bring it with you to Auburn, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, like I was saying, uh, like coaches, 
like being around coaches that push me and want me to get better, mm-hmm. you know, that just, you know, and, and teammates that push you and want you to get better, that just, it just pushes a, a, like another level in you. Yeah. You know, it just makes you deep inside, but I, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I like done. it. I like not- it. And talk about because in y'all defense, Coach Roberts, you know, he likes to run a 34 defense, but he also likes to run a 4-3 at sometimes, like being able to be versatile. Uh, talk about as a linebacker, which one do you kind of lean towards more that you look forward to, the 4-3 or more the 34? I'm looking more 4-3, you know, kind of being free. Uh, let me do what I want to do best. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I just want to play ball, make plays, put me in the right position to uh, do that. And kind of tell the listeners what's the difference for a linebacker from a thirty-four defense compared to a four-three defense. Uh, let's see, a four-four-three. You got four down defensive linemen. You got three linebackers on the field. Sometimes it's just Mike Will with another nickelback, and you got three-four. You got three down linemen with four, well, four linebackers listed, but it usually be like two nickelbacks and two inside or outside linebacker. You just seem like a ball player. You know what I mean? Like, there, you you know what I mean? Like, there are just some dudes that are like, I, it, it ain't all about, like, the details and all of that. Like, I just want to play ball. Like, that's just the sense I get from you. Like I said, I'm just blessed to be, be here, man. It's just yeah. it's a lot. It's a long way. So, at the end of the day, I just want to play ball. That's awesome. I mean, jumping the gun here a little bit, but I'm sure it crosses your mind as a transfer, like, what it'll be like one day to suit up and play against your former teammates. I mean, you're right. in the same division. You're going, it's going to happen, right? Have right. you thought about what that'll be like? Every day. You know, I, I've suited up against former teammates, you know, being at Ole Miss and watching tra- people transfer in and out. Uh, so I, I know I, I can see, like, I wanted, I can't wait to see how that feels actually. Yeah, they come to us this year. So you're going to have that crowd noise behind you. It's true. 90,000. Like, 90, uh, 90, right. 90, all right, so talk about, uh, you know, real quickly, we talk about the transfer, other transfer guys that came in with you. You know, you got Justin Rogers, you got Mosea Kite, Lawrence Johnson, you know, you got Demario Tolan, you know, Elijah McAllister. You know, talk about those guys, the impact that they you've already seen from them as a D-line standpoint, just in workouts, just in getting to know each other. How do all y'all, like, come together, you know, on your free time as far as, like, you know, talking about things that y'all want to achieve this year at Auburn? Uh, you know, uh, it's free time, you know, we don't get as much of it, but as, <laughs> as much time as we have, you know, we'll just call each other, check in, you know, go eat every now and then if we want to or if we can. Uh, just spend extra time at the facility, you know, just catching up on plays, seeing how other people are doing as walk through, you know, learning other people's jobs. That's another big thing. So you got to learn. You got to know everybody's job as a linebacker. So I got to know the D-line doing. I'm trying to make sure everybody's straight. So that goes along with everything. I feel like if there's an easy time to be a transfer player, you've kind of found it in Auburn because it is such a transitional period for everybody. You know, even the guys that have been there forever, it's a whole new coaching staff. I'm sure conversations have happened about what last year was like and how different this is going to be. You're in a new facility that just opened. Like it's, it's new for everybody. Yes, it is. Uh, Coach, Coach Freeze called it flipping the script. So that's yeah. what we're going to do right now. That's cool. And that'll that'll help with the team cohesion, I would assume, too, because it's not going to feel like new guys, old guys. Right, it's just like, right. hey, we're all in this together. Right. Everybody's just on the fly right now. Totally. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, speaking of, man, I mean, that facility. Palace. Right? <laughs> Palace. <laughs> that ain't Everybody. a hard place to sell. You know what I mean? Uh, I see it. Blessings. <laughs> 
Oh, I want to talk about this little dog you got, man. What, yeah, what, let's go back to that. Oh, uh, my dog! I got a little pocket bully. Uh, I got him when he was uh, <laughs> three months old. His name is Major. He stays with me, goes everywhere I go. Uh, spring break, he's going with me home. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Well, let's do a little rapid fire, Jay, because I know that we were kind of wanting to get to know you a little bit better off the field. So let's just ping pong, asking him different questions. Um, have you gotten to try? many restaurants around Auburn yet? And and what's kind of your go-to food? Uh, I really haven't. Uh, okay. the most, I probably ate a lot of uh, hibachi and uh, called Makitas or some. Uh, Makatas. Makatas. Okay, I did, I did go there. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A oh. is kind of a, a go-to. You're set. You're set. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to Auburn. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is definitely I would say this for me. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite food the night before a big game? Mm. Oh, favorite food? Probably... Hmm. I say mashed potatoes. Ooh. Hey, starch. Salmon. Mmm. Uh, see what the honey glazed salmon, just not the regular salmon, but the honey glazed salmon. Very specific. <laughs> Rice. <laughs> okay. Uh, mashed potatoes, a good salad. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, meat and sides. You got to go to Panty George's. It's on College Street. They do uh, like meat and sides. It's home cooking. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, okay. I ain't got I ain't got a everywhere around here yet, but you'll I'm learn. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. What is one word you would use to describe yourself as a player? Blessed. Oh, wow. That's it. That. Blessed. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. I would say this. How approximately how many hours a night do you study? Football? Yeah. Oh uh, hours a night. I say Maybe an hour and a half, two, just watching, looking over plays. And sometimes it's, it's just not even at nighttime. It's just just walking around the house board and I just cut on some film. Yeah. Because like oh. I said, it's quick transition, so I got to pick up fast. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite social media platform? Probably Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Facebook. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I heard Facebook in so long. Uh, I know you're too young <laughs> for that. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got an old spirit. I got an old. You I do. Like you're like wise, man. man. Hey, I like this R B and blues. I love <laughs> that. Hey, hey, I know where that's coming from. Hey, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> All right, a couple more, and we will let you go. What advice would you give a high school you? If you was in high school coming out again, what advice that you learned throughout the years, what would you give yourself to these young guys coming out of high school now? That's good. I say never give up mm. and definitely stay in your books. You know, I was at a point where I gave up before I actually uh, started to love uh, football in high school. So I believe if I if I didn't give up, you know, I, I would be blessed to even do even more and know even mm. more. But, uh, yeah, it would be definitely just staying, staying down to something you want to do. And do it to your best ability because you never know when that time going to come and you never know what could happen the next day. Yeah, that's good. My last one will be who were some players that you looked up to growing up? Favorite players? Uh, I watched Fred Warner now. I watched Fred okay. Woods. Uh, Darius Leonard. That's, mm. that's just a few, but it is kind of it's, – it's some more back in my head. That's just mm. off top. Who's your pro team? Saints. Nice. I should have thrown that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a Saints fan. 
down there is all Saints fans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my last, my last one outside of Auburn. What stadium you look forward to playing in this season? Oh yeah, I'd probably say Cal because I never been to I never been to California, so mm. I'd probably say Cal. That's 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 probably one of them. Yeah, check one off the list. <laughs> yeah. Well, Austin, we are so thrilled to have you in Auburn. I hope you feel welcomed and at home on the Plains. And you're in for a treat, man. The Auburn family, it's support. Like, I mean, we're biased, but I would put it up against any in the country. So um, I hope you get settled in. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I'm sure we will uh, definitely chat with you more the closer season gets. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you do in the orange and blue. So thank you again. Yes, ma'am. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.